Mesechtas Kitten, Daf Samaches, nine lines in the bottom of Daf Samach Zayin and Abayiz, the Gemara begins with another story about the Reish Galusa. Amalei Reish Galusa, the Reish Galusa said to Reish Galusa, my time lay so my Gabon, why is it that you won't eat by us and you won't come to join me for a meal? Amalei, so Reish responded, the Malu Avdi, the Cheshidia Eve Menachai, because your Avadim are not good and the Choshid that they will eat and serve me Eve Menachai. Amalei, so the Reish Galusa said to Reish Galusa, Miyema, how do you notice? Amalei, Hashem Echvin Alcha, that if you want, I'll prove with you, Amalei the Shami, and Rav Sheshis told his Shamish Zil Gunayv, go and steal for me part of an animal of the Reish Kulusa, and bring me one of the legs from the animal that they already shechted and that they're preparing for the meal. Isolate, and the Shamish of Rav Sheshis isolate, brought the leg to Rav Sheshis, and then when the servants of the Reish Kulusa was coming to serve the meal to Rav Sheshis, so Amalei Rav Sheshis said to them, I want you to show me the entire animal so I could see that it had all its parts and it's not a trefer, I see class Karei, and they brought in front of Rav Sheshis three of its legs, a Siva Kamei, and they put it in front of Rav Sheshis. So Amalur Rav Sheshis said to them, Did this animal only have three legs? And when the Avodim of the Reish Galusa heard this tiny from Rav Sheshis, so they went and cut off a leg of an animal from a different animal, which was Eve Menachai, and they brought that leg in front of Rav Sheshis, and Amalur Rav Sheshis, at this point Rav Sheshis told his Shamish to bring the leg that he already took and he stole from the Avodim of the Reish Galusa, Oisva, and the Shamish brought in front of him. And Amalehu, so Rav Sheshis said to Avodim Reish Galusa, Hi, Bas Chomisha Galayim This animal had five legs, as I noted, there were four because there were three that you brought originally, and it was one that my Shamish took from you, and then you brought me another one. We now have five legs in front of us, and therefore I see that you actually were Choshen on Eben Menachai, and I proved my point to the Reish Galusa. And at this point, Reish Galusa saw that Rav Sheshis proved his point, so Amalehu, Reish Galusa said to Rav Sheshis, if the only reason that you're not going to eat with me is because my so I want you to be able to go and be mashkiach in the kitchen you will see that they actually do everything properly and then you'll be able to eat with me and said that I will come and eat with you and as long as the meal is prepared in front of me or in front of my shamas then I will come eating together with you so they brought a table in front of Rav Sheshis for Bistra, and they brought in front of him some basa now the Avodim of the Rish Galusa were very angry at Rav Sheshis and they wanted to call him harm and they wanted to kill him so they see the Khamsa and they included in this bustle a small bone which could choke someone and they hoped that Rosh Hashish would choke on this bone and Rashi says as since Rosh Hashish was someone that was blind so he won't be able to see the small bone and he'll eat it and he'll choke and the Ben Yadah explains that it was actually a story where someone used this type of a trick they killed their mother-in-law by giving them this bone and the mother law choked on this bone. And the Gemara tells us Goshe that Roshesh fell to the actual meat, and Rash says, and he was able to now feel that there was a bone that was there, and then he took the entire piece of meat and he wrapped it in a handkerchief. And Titus says, and as we'll see later on in the Gemara, Roshesh also realized that this meat came from a diseased animal and that it came from Shechin, and that's also why he put the full piece of meat away in a handkerchief. And the Avodim of the Rish Galusa realized that Roshesh put something in a napkin and the busted achel, and therefore, after they finished eating, Amalei, so the Avadim of the Rish Galusa said to Rav Sheshis, and we continue on Dafsamachasim Alf, Ignav Law and Kosta the Kaspar, that there was a silver cup that was stolen from us, and just like by the story by Yasef Atzadik, they use this as an excuse to go and search the entire home, including the items that Rav Sheshis had. And while they were checking out the house, they found this piece of meat that was wrapped in the handkerchief of Rav Sheshis, and when they 
found it unrelated, so they said through Ishklusa, Chazimad, Lay Mechel Kaboye, El that you see that Rosh didn't want to really eat anything from us, and he only wanted to pain us, and he only wanted to cause us problems. And the Mashah explains that after they found this piece of meat, they quickly took out the small bone from it, and therefore they actually showed the actual piece of meat to the Rish Klusa, and they said, Chazimah, sue this piece of meat, that's a fine piece of meat, and there is no bone in it, and there's no reason why Rosh shouldn't have eaten this meat, and therefore it must be he was only doing this to be Mitzaras. Said to the bottom of Reish Glusa, I'm not Mechel Achli. I really wanted to eat it. The time of Beit time of the Chivra. However, I tasted a bad taste, and I thought that this animal was sick. And as Rashi says, Basu Balashchin. Whereas Rashi says, and Nafsamach Tesmalav, the Chivra that had Tzuras. And the Gemara tells us, so I'm related to the bottom of Reish Glusa. Responded to Rashi says, Chivra Le'Avodlo that we didn't have any meat or any animal that we shechted that had any Shchin today, and therefore it can't be that this came from such an animal. And Amul Hus Rashi said to him, Batuku B'Tuchtei, go and check the skin around the area of what I ate because we have a cloud from Chista if we find a black blotch on a white piece of skin of an animal or the or we find a white blotch on a black piece of skin of an animal that shows that this animal had shrin and the animal was diseased and you shouldn't eat it then they went out and checked and they actually found that this was true and this animal was diseased and was unhealthy at this point was certainly even angrier at Rav Sheshis, and therefore he could when Rav Sheshis was about to leave, Karolei Bira, they dug a pit for Rav Sheshis to fall into, and they placed a mat on top of it, so Rav Sheshis or his Rashamashim would not be able to see that there was a bar there, and they would fall into it. The Amri lay in the Avodim of the Reish Galusa said to Rav Sheshis, before you leave, you should go and lie down, and therefore they were trying to lead him toward that pit. And Rav Chista was much further back behind Rav Sheshis, he actually started making noises in order to warn Rav Sheshis that something was wrong, and Rav Sheshis still wasn't sure exactly what Rav Chista was warning him, and therefore Amalilinuka, so Rav Sheshis said to a child that was coming home from Yeshiva, tell me a Pasuk that you learned today in Yeshiva, Amalilin, the child told him that the Pasuk says in Shmuel Beis, you should turn towards your right or towards your left, and Rav Sheshis wasn't sure exactly what the problem was, but Amalilin Lishami, he told to the Shamosim, what do you see? Amalilin told Rav Sheshis, we see a mat that was thrown in this area, Amalilin, so Rav Sheshis said, let's turn away from this area as the khair it could be danger. And the Gemara tells us Lubasa Tanafik after Ashesh's left the home of the Rish Glusa, Yodimar, how do you know that you shouldn't go and walk on that mat and you should turn towards your right or towards your left? Because you warned me and you made a noise in order to show that there's something wrong. Also I asked a child and he told me a Mali. I also know that these Avadim were up to no good and some explained that since I knew that they weren't good and they offered that I should rest therefore I realized that they were up to no good and that's why I turned towards my right towards my left and the Gemara continues that since we learned in our Mishnah Misha Achsu Kudyaikis and the Gemara explains that the Lashon Kudyaikis is the name of a Ruach and the name of a Shade and therefore the Gemara continues to discuss the story about Shadim and the Gemara will discuss the story about Shlema and Ashmedai and the Pasuk that the Gemara will quote is from Kehelis in Parak Beis that states Kanasi Li Gam Kasev Izov Eskulas Melachim Vamadinais that I gathered for myself silver as well as gold and all the types of treasures that kings have and from Medinas Asisli Yisharim Vishares V'tanugas B'nei Adam Shida Vishidais and the Gemara will focus on the last part of this Pasuk and the Gemara explains Sharim Vishares Elumine Zema this refers to male and female types of instruments and the Mashah explains this is referring to instruments that are used by males and the Levium that were in the base of Middash and female instruments were used by females by the base Mishtais and some explain it's talking about male and female singers and certainly we know that Kobe Isha Eva and therefore 
you can't have female singers singing in front of Shlomo Melech, but it's referring to the choir that responds to a soloist, and that person is considered a makabal, and therefore it's considered a female singer. And the Gemara continues when the pasuk says is adam that was referring to pools as well as baths house in order that Shlomo Melech should wash in them in order to cool off and to heat himself up during the summer and winter. Sheet of and when the pasuk says sheet of veshidays in bubble they sheet of we're referring to male shadim as well as female shadim. However, in Eretzal, they explain, but when it says Shida Vashidais, it's referring to Shidasa. These are different types of wagons that we use, either by males or by females. And the Gemara says, that there were 300 different types of shadim that were in the place called Shichin. And the reason why the city was called Shichin is because since there were so many shadim there, therefore there was a lot of destruction and there were many holes and ditches in that place. And Shida Atma Mahi. However, Bechin says that even though I know that there were so many different types of shade in there, I'm still unsure how a shade actually looks and what a shade does. And Rashi says another that I don't know the queen of the shadim who heads all the shadim. And the imon in Yedea Mahi. And the Gemara continues, we just said before, that in Bavol the Wimutagim, Shida Vishitin, Shida Vishitin is referring to male shadim and female shadim. And the Gemara asks, why would Shlema Melch need different types of shadim? And the Gemara explains, since the Pasuk Malachim Aleph but the gate of Binyan Beis Hamikdash states that Abayis be Benasai Evan Shlema Masid Livna and when Shlema Melch built the Beis Hamikdash he built it out of full stones in a Makaves Vagaz and called Klibazel like Nishma Abayis be Benasai and while building the Beis Hamikdash they didn't hear the sound of instruments that were cut at stone and they didn't cut stone with tools and even though the only time that we find you now use any sharp tools is only at the end of Pasuk Yisroel but the gate of Mizbechavonim as the Torah states for Mizbechavonim Tassili. And Rashi brings other pshatim as well, and really that only applies to the mizbeach of Adam and to the mizbeach in the base of Migdash. However, but the other parts of the base of Migdash and the chaymis of the base of Migdash, there is no issa. However, Shlomo still wanted to use complete stones. So Amul Rabbanan, so Shlomo Mel said to Rabbanan, Hechi Avid, how could I go and use complete stones for the base? How could I hew out these stones without a klibazel? And Amulais, Rabbanan said to Shlema, Ika Shamir, the Isi Moshele Avne Ephod, that there's a Bria called the Shamir, which is some sort of a sea creature and some sort of a worm that lives in the sea. And Moshe Rabbeinu used it in order to carve out the names of the Shvatim into the Avonim of the Ephod. And Rashi brings, because the Gemara Mesech Lusaita states, Avonim Alolo in Kaisalain Bidyai, you can't write onto these Avonim with ink, Shinema Pturei Chaisim, that they have to be chiseled in it, they Misatalain Bizemel, in order to write the names of the Shvatim, you can't carve it out with a knife, that you can't have any missing parts of the stone. What they did was, they wrote on top of it with ink, and then they showed the outline to the Shamir, and the words were engraved by themselves. And the Gemara continues, said to go and find male and female shade and you'll go and you'll capture them, and you'll torture them and they may know where the Shamir is and they'll tell you. So Adadi and Shlema captured male and female Shadim and he tortured them and he asked them where the Shamir is. So Amri, they said we don't know where it is. However, maybe Ashmedai, who's the king of all the Shadim, will know. So he said to them they said to Shlema he's in a specific mountain and he dug for himself a water pit and he filled it with water, 
and he then covered it with a stone, and then he seals it with his signet ring in order to make sure that he knows that no one touched it and that the water isn't poisoned and it's still pure. And every day, Ashbedei goes up to Shemayim and he learns in Masifta Rikia, and then he'll come back down to this world and learn in Masifta Ara, and then when he wants to drink water, he'll go and check his seal, and once he realizes that nothing happened to it, he'll open it up and he'll take off the rock and he'll drink the water, and then once again he'll close it up and he'll seal it up and he'll leave. And the Gemara continues that Shlema Melech wanted to capture Ashbedai, so Shadul Ben Yo Ben Yada, he sent Ben Yo Ben Yada, who was the righteous Sanhedrin during the times of David and Shlema, and he was also a general, and as the Pusik says, Ben Yo Ben Yada, Ala Krasi, Ala Plesi. And the Gemara tells us, so Shlema Melech gave Ben Yo Ben Yada a chain which Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name was engraved on, the Iskasil the Chakul Hashem, and he also gave him a signet ring where Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name was on that as well. And he also gave him a bunch of wool and flasks of wine. And Ben Yo took all of these tools. Ozel Karabir Metatoi. Ashmanai's pit was in the middle of a mountain, and therefore Ben Yo Ben Yada went and he dug a pit that was underneath Ashmanai's pit, and it was lower down on the slope. And then he siphoned off all the water from Ashbedai's pit and he let it flow into the lower pit and and he then closed up the hole that he made in Ashbedai's pit by using the wool that Shloim HaMelech gave him and then he made another pit at a point that was higher up on the slope from Ashbedai's pit and then he poured wine and that wine went into Ashbedai's pit and then he filled up any holes that were left in order that Ashbedai should not realize that his pit was tampered with so when Ashbedai came he actually checked out his seal and he realized that everything was fine. Galia, and then he revealed the water, Ashri Hamran. Instead of the water, he found it was wine. Amen, he said, it says in the Pasuk of Mishlay, This Pasuk talks about the ill effects of drinking wine. And it says in the Pasuk of Mishlay, If someone's Mizana and drinks old wine or drinks fresh wine, it removes a personal seichel from him. And therefore, like Ishti, Ashri didn't want to drink from this wine, even though because he saw that his seal wasn't broken. Therefore, he thought that nothing really happened to the water, and he thought it was just a nice that the water turned into wine. And the Gemara continues, Kitzachi, once he got very thirsty, they couldn't hold himself back not to drink the wine. And some add in that the Pusik says that Ksiv, and if we found him a car, that it is fine to drink wine. And Rav Vagana and then Ashbadai drank the wine and he became drunk and he fell asleep. And Nachasasa and then Binyo Binyada came off the tree and shut up Shishoto and he took the chain that Shlema gave him that had the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on it and he threw it around Ashbedai and Sussman he closed it around his neck he thought have a come fazel and when Ashbedai woke up he tried to get out of the chains on Malay so Ben said to him you should know that you shouldn't go and try to get out because it will be impossible because the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is on the chains and therefore you won't be able to escape and the Gemara continues when Ben Yehoshua was taking Ashbedai to Yishlaim and to Shlaim HaMelch they passed by a palm tree Chafbe Shadya because Shadim tried to damage things, therefore Ashbedai rubbed against a tree and he knocked it down. Matla Besa, then he got to a house and Shadia, once again, Ashbedai rubbed against it and he knocked the house down. However, Matla Gabikuva Dahi Amalta, when he came next to a small hut of an Amana, this Amana already saw what he did to the house as well as to the day tree, and therefore Nafka, she went out to Ashbedai and Hanalei, and we continue to have some that she begged him he shouldn't rub against her home and knock it down. Lamaisa, Ashbedai felt bad to this Amana and therefore he moved his body away from her heart it be because he moved in a sudden way one of his bones of his body 
broke. And Omar and Ashmanai said, this is what the Pasuk states in Mishlei, the Loshin Raka Tishbagorim. And as Rashi explains, because of this woman who cried out and she spoke softly to me, therefore my bone broke. And the Gemara continues, So Ashmanai saw a blind person that was getting lost and he was off his path, and he put him back onto his path. Then Ashmanai saw a drunk person, who was also off of the road, and he put him back onto his path as well. And then when he saw a chasna where they were dancing and they were rejoicing, he started crying. And the fourth thing that happened was he heard a person saying to a shoemaker that I want you to make such good shoes for me that they will last for seven years. And Ashmanai started laughing. Finally, and when he saw someone that was actually telling the future and he was trying to be a magician, he started laughing at him as well. And the Gemara will explain exactly what's going on at the end of the story. And the Gemara tells us that he didn't bring him to Shlema until the end of the third day. And the Gemara tells us, on the first day, Ashmedai said to them, Why is it that Shlema did not call me to him? So he responded, He drank too much wine and therefore he's not in a state to be able to see you. And the Gemara tells us, So Ashmedai took a brick, and he placed it onto another brick, and also Amalei L'Shleimah, and then they went and told Shleimah that this is what Ashmanai did, Amaluhu, and therefore Shleimah said to them, Hachi Amaluhu, this is what he was trying to be Miramis to you, Hadashku, you could add one brick onto another brick, as since he's already drunk with wine, you should give him a little bit more wine, and that will actually help him relax, and that will actually help him with his hangover, Lemach Amalu, and the second day, so Ashmanai said to them, Why is Shleimah not asking for me today? Amalei, and they said, Anse Michla, he ate too much today, and that's why he can't have you, and the Gemara tells us that Ashmanai also wanted to give another remez to Shlomo Melch and send him a message. So he took the brick off of his friend and he placed it on the ground. So then they went and told Shlomo what Ashmanai did. And he said to them, This is the remez that he was telling you. Then make sure you don't give him too much to eat on the next day. And after the third day, they finally brought Ashmanai in front of Shlomo Melch. So he took a read and he measured out four Amis for and then he threw the stick in front of Shlema Amalei and Ashmedai said to Shlema Mechdei that you should know when you die you're only going to have four Amis in the world you already captured the entire world and you're not satisfied until you also capture me Amalei so Shlema said I really don't want you at all I didn't want to capture you and I'm not trying to have more power however being the base of Midrash I need to build a base of Midrash the in order to do so, I need the Shamir. So Ashmedai said, I don't have the Shamir. However, it was given over to the Sar of the Sea. However, the Sar of the Yam only gives it to the Tanagalibra, which is some sort of a wild chicken. And this is the bird that's mentioned in Shmini, Binigea, kosher, non kosher animals, where it says, and some explain it's referring to a peacock. And the reason why the Sar of the Yama will give it to the Tanagalibra is the because he's demon that he actually makes a shvua and he will return the Shamir to the Sardiyam. And he asked Ashpanai, my Avbei, so what does the Tanakalibra do with the Shamir and why does he need it? And Ashpanai explained, he brings the Shamir to a mountain where there's no vegetation, and he puts it at the peak of the mountain, or some say at the bottom of the mountain, and when he puts the Shamir down on the ground, then the mountain cracks open, and he then takes seeds and he 
puts it into that spot, the Havi Yishuv, and then things grow, and this way the Tanagalabra will have enough food for the future. And the Gemara explains, and that is why in the Torah, when it discusses the Chivas in Pashashmini, the Tagam is Nagatura, that he breaks apart mountains. And the Gemara continues, now the Shlomo knew where to found the Shamir, so so he went to find the nest of a Tanagalabra that had children, and when the mother was not there, he covered the entire nest with white glass, and then when the mother came back, it wasn't able to get to its chicks, and therefore, so she went and got to the Shemira, and she put it onto the glass in order to break open the glass, so Shlomo Melech Avadim went, and he started making a lot of noise in order to scare the Tanagalabra, and Shadia and the Tanagalabra got so scared that it dropped the Shamir, and Shakli, and then Shlomo Melech Avadim went and took the Shamir, and because the Tanagalabra made this Shrua of bringing back the Shamir to the Sarad Yama, therefore went and choked itself to death and it killed itself. But the Maisa, we see from here the story as to how Shleim HaMelech got the Shamir in order to make the base of Migdash. And the Gemara continues, Amalei Binyo. So Binyo said to Agbashulai, My time, why is it when you saw a blind person, they helped him out? And Amalei, so Ashbashulai said, There was an announcement in Rishmaim that this person is Tzadakamu, who manda Amalei Nichanafshe, Zachila Amadasi, and anyone that helps him out will be Zechel to Ilma Ba, and therefore I want to be Zechel to Ilma Ba. And Binyo continued and asked, My time, why do you help this person who's certainly in Russia and he was a drunk? Because they announced in Shemayim that he's a Russia Gomorrah. And therefore, I wanted to give him some of his char in Eilam and this way he'll be tired by Eilam and he won't have a future in Eilam And the Gemara continues, My time, why is it when you saw the Chassid and you start crying? And I know that this Chassid will die within 30 days. And his only brother is an infant at this point, and therefore this Kal will have to wait for 13 years in order to receive Chalitza from the Chassan's brother, and that's why I started crying. And my time, why is that you left when the person said to the shoemaker that he should make me shoes for seven years? That this person doesn't even know if he'll live for seven days, and he might die tomorrow, and he still is to have shoes made for seven years, and as Rashi says, Shiva Yom and Leslie, Ain't a Matuach Lichia Shiva Yom, Shemalum Machayamas, as although Benegade Chassin, the Gemara stated that he actually knew that this Chassin will die within 30 days, but over here Rashi says that potentially this person will die within seven days, Ayin Sham. And finally, my time in Kichazisel, who has to have a custom on Kichaz, why do you go and laugh when you saw this person making magic and this person that was telling the future, Amalei, Sashbei said, Taviyasva Begazel Malka, as I knew that this magician was sitting on top of a king's treasure, Lixem and therefore, if he really knows what's happening, he should have just known that there was a treasure buried underneath him, and he should have dug underneath him in order to find his treasure. And the Gemara continues that even though Shlomo Melch already found out where the Shamir was, however, he kept Ashpenai in prison until he actually built in Beis Middash, which was for a complete seven years. One day, Shlomo Melch and Ashpenai were standing together on Malay, so Shlomo said to Ashpenai, Ksiv, it says in the Pasuk in Balak, and we learn that when it says in the Pesach that's referring to Malachi Shars and Re'im Elu HaShedim Re'im is referring to Shedim and therefore we see that the Torah compares Malachi Shars and Shedim and therefore Shlomo Melech is Ashpedai although I understand why the Malachim are greater than us however what's the might of Shedim over human beings and some explain because
because shadim also eat and drink and they also parm veravim and they also die and therefore why is Hakadosh Baruch Hu saying they're shvach and what is the greatness of shadim over humans? And the Gemara tells us Amalei so Ashbadai said to Shlomo Melch that I can't tell you and I can't show you unless you take off my chains and unless you give me your ring. And he told Shlomo take off my chains off me and give me your ring and then I'll show you why we're greater than humans. And the Gemara tells us that in Chanami Shlomo went and took off the chains of Ashbadai and gave him his rings. So Bolei, so Ashbadai quickly swallowed Shlomo Melech and then Ashbadai took one of his wings and put it in Shemayim and one of them he put on the earth and he threw Shlomo 400 passes and some say because 400 passes is sheer of Eretz and he threw him out of Eretz Sol and that's what Shlomo meant when he said in Kalos what is the greatness of a person that he toils underneath the Shemesh and of course all the things that Shlomo Melch worked for now is lost in one moment and the Gemara continues to discuss the Pusik in Kalos in Parag Beis that states and the Gemara asked, my vizeh, that's mashvam from the Pasuk, that this was the only thing that he had from all of his toil, and there was only one thing left. So the Gemara brings a machlekes, rabbi shmuel, one says he was only left with his makol, and just like Yaakov Avinu was only left with his makol, as he said, and one said he was only left with his clothing. And Rashi brings the second shot that gundai refers to an earthenware kli, and of course this is a very cheap kli, and it's not the type of kli that a melech generally would use. And the Gemara continues, hey, Mechazel, Psachim, at this point, that Shlomo Melech was no longer the king, he went around door to door in order to collect money. Whenever he got to someone, he told them, that I am Shlomo Melech, who was a king over Klai Yisrael in Shlomo Sanhedrin. When he got to Sanhedrin, the Amr Rabbanan said, that generally a shaita doesn't stick to one story, and he'll always change his story. My high, so why is it that this person keeps saying that he was a king in Shlomo? So Amr Therefore, Rabbanan went and tried to check this out, and they said to Binyo Ben Yada, has the Melech called you to him recently? And he said, he hasn't called me. So he sent to all the queens of Shlomo Melech, has the king come to you? The queens responded that he has come to us. So he sent to them, have you looked at his feet? And Rashi says, as the feet of a shade are similar to those of a chicken. And so the queen sent back to the Sanhedrin, whenever he came for Tashbish, he actually came and he wouldn't take off his socks and some say he wore slippers and he also was us for Tashbamito while we were in this and he was even his mother for Tashbamito and therefore the Rabbanon realized that the king was an impostor and this person that was walking around as an Oni was really Shlomo Melech therefore I see Shlomo they brought Shlomo and they gave him a signet ring as well as a chain that the name of Kajbarch was engraved on and and when Shlomo Melech went into Ashbadai, Chazis, so Ashbadai saw him and Parach and he flew away. And the Gemara tells us about Philohachi, and even though Ashbadai flew away from Shlomo and he was scared of Shlomo, Havali Bissusimene, still Shlomo Melech was always scared of Ashbadai for the rest of his life. And behind the Chsiv, and this is what it means in the Pasuk and Shir Hashim that states, Hina Mitasa Shal Shlomo, Shishim Gaberim Savalami Gaberi Yisrael, Kuluma Kuzecher, Mulumde Mechama, Ishabali Rechem, and Pachabai Leilis. And we see that Shlomo Melech had 60 soldiers that would surround his bed in order to protect him throughout his life. And the Gemara continues, Rav Shmuel, there's machlekes between Rav and Shmuel, Chadam and Melech Hadid, one says that Shlomo Melech was originally a Melech on the entire world, and then he lost that and he became a Hadid, and afterwards, even though he became a Melech again, he never got to the same position
portion as he was originally, and he was on a lower dagger. And one holds Melech the Hedid Melech, Shlomo Melech was originally Melech, then he lost the kingdom, and then he came back to the full kingdom, and he was a king just like he was originally, and we will stop over here.